saying, I am a certified G and a bona fide stunt, and you can't teach that. Questions? Huh? Just kidding. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. What's happening, guys? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, that's right. Back-to-back Tuesday shows here at the Dynasty War Zone. Today's topic is Australia's favorite 2023 Dynasty rookie picks. <laughs> and if you haven't guessed, my co-host tonight, tonight is not the affable Jerry Sinclair. It is one of my oldest friends, and I use that word in the most sincerest form. His name is Greg. He is one half of the Aussie guys. We call him G, but uh, it's just a great opportunity for me to catch up with my old pal, uh, G. What's up, man? Hey, Beth, how you going? Well, I call you Randis, so... You do. You and Sheps. You and Sheps, former co-host and host of the Toilets of Titles podcast. You guys do call me Randers, but uh, what's going on in uh, the land of Australia? Uh, Mate, we're just getting ready for winter, mate. Weather's turned. Um, Yeah, it's it's, going to be a pretty painful next six months or so here. But, mate, every time I come on, which is not often, but when I do, never Jerry. It's like... I don't. Is this is this a Michigan State, Michigan thing? You, you know, I don't want to take up for Jerry because uh, for those of you that are watching on our feed, uh, good good friend of the show, Theo Griminger. Theo is now the head of podcast and and content over at Player Profiler, which is how Jerry and I wound up over there. Jerry, you know, you know, he said the same thing. G, he's like, every time I come on the show, Jerry's not there. L- l- let me tell you a secret that's really more on me than Jerry. Jerry has got a much more pro- busier professional life than me right now. So it's easier for me to sneak away and do this second, third podcast of the week. Yeah. But I thought to myself, you know, these people could listen to me talk about fantasy football by myself. And I'm happy to talk about football by myself because I like myself a lot. <laughs> but I thought to myself, you know, why not go get some of my friends? Why not go get G? Why not go get Theo? Dan Williamson, you know, all these great people that have joined me this offseason. So it's not really on Jerry. Jerry's doing the best Jerry can. I'm the one who's being selfish because I want to do more podcasts with more cool people like you. No, that's great. And, mate, like you, um, if if you don't love yourself, who else is going to love you? You can't expect other people to do it for you. You got to do it all yourself. It's got to start with you. Dude, some people will tell you self love is a bad thing, maybe even a sin. Well, I don't. Well, <laughs> I, I don't agree. I don't agree. But it gets you through a few, you know, teenage years. I can tell you a hundred percent. So, so we're gonna and, get and in. After being married for like twenty odd years, just quietly. Yeah, yeah, man, you 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 ain't a kid. And so, see, it's no different in Australia than it is here in the states. But uh, we're gonna get into some of G's favorite rookies, some of his Ooh. takeaways from from the NFL draft this past weekend. But I just want to make make sure to to cover a couple of things from a location standpoint. If you're listening to this on a podcast on Tuesday, there's going to be another podcast on Wednesday and maybe on Thursday, but you could have had all of these early. This podcast that you're hearing in podcast form is was available on Monday night. The show we did on Player Profiler on Sunday night, you had to wait until Wednesday. So if, if you're just a podcast lover and you enjoy podcasts to get you through the day, you know, I, I know if depends on, on like your cellular plan, you know, streaming on YouTube can burn up a lot of data. But if you have a good Wi-Fi connection, I'm telling you that there's nothing better than catching a show live because you never know what was edited out. But if you're watching it live, all the stumbles, all the curse words, everything that you don't get in the podcast was live on YouTube because it's it's radio, it's television without a net. So you should be subscribed to Player Profiler's YouTube channel and the Dynasty Warzone's YouTube channel. And G, do you guys still do YouTube videos? I know you had Waldman on not too long ago. Yeah, we had about a, we 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 had a sabbatical last year. Just life gets a bit too busy. Um, I, I was crazy busy last year. Um, uh, AJ had his things going on, but yeah, we had we had Matt on because we've been doing that for like six years now, so we want to keep rolling with that. Um, and I look to, to be honest, I don't know what's going to happen this year. Um, 
because last year's rolling seems to be rolling to this year as well. And you know me, man, I, I haven't got time. I don't, I'm over, I'm taking holidays all the time. You know, I don't I don't do this work thing to just sit at home and uh, accumulate um, bits of stuff around my house. Uh, I'm, I'm you're you're I'm out there collecting memories. What's you're that? out there. Yeah, you're exactly. out there collecting memories. You're not out yep. there collecting yeah. you know, like trinkets. No, you're out no. there doing stuff. And well, we we'll, we'll put you on the show quite a bit this year um, as you're able. You know, okay. I know you have yeah, to. Uh, you got to work yeah. your boss. Bit of an asshole. I know him. <laughs> He's a, nah. I I can't use those. Can you use those words on here? I'm not too sure if YouTube might. A hundred percent. You can't. You can't demonetize <laughs> a show that's not monetized. <laughs> Beautiful. So, so yeah, you can say whatever right, the hell you right want. Prick. I mean, he's a, he's a right prick. Yeah, you can call him a cunt if you want to. I mean, we don't care. <laughs> no, he's 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 not there yet. But yeah, give him time. Give him time. Well, in, in case you didn't realize, G is self-employed. That's why. Uh, what time is it in Australia? It's about 10, 30, uh, 10, 11? 11. 11. 11. It's eleven a.m. So this is in the dead middle of the work day, and and G is taking it upon himself to join us for. You know, what'll be about an hour of dynasty conversation, but I will say we had a really good chat for about 25 minutes before I hit the record button because that's what we call the the podcast we do for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. We talked about how to apply business concepts. I've been in leadership slash management for well over 20 years. Gee, this guy has managed to keep himself employed. It, you know, he's, he's doing well. Don't let him fool you. Don't let the tradie talk fool you. He's doing all right. But but we talked about, you know, principles of leadership, principles of, you know, being in charge of making sure that things go well and, and how we could tie that back to our dynasty rosters. And that's going to be up on Thursday exclusively for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. So if that interests you, I highly recommend you uh you head over there and and, and check that out because it was good to spend uh, spend some extra time with my man G. But G, what were your initial thoughts coming into the draft, and then how were those thoughts changed once you saw the landing spots? Um, look, to, uh, especially like I, I like to look at the wide receivers more than the other positions. It's just been in, uh, something I've I've enjoyed doing more. Um, there's a hell of a lot of them, I tell you. I spend probably two months before the draft starts every night just sitting in front of my computer and looking at these guys. And I was underwhelmed. I think it's the same as everybody was. Um, uh, but there's – when I spoke – when we had Matt on, um, I found that there's – it's an interesting class, at, especially the wide receivers and, and a little bit at the running back, but – uh, and the tight ends I've been watching over the last week, and that my some of those dudes are they're rocking. This, this is a good tight end class. You know, I'm there not trying. Some, there are some decent athletes in this class. I, I agree. I'm not trying to fall for the banana in the tailpipe that was the tight end class of 2017. For those yeah. of you that are newer Dynasty gamers, I know Dynasty is a an extremely popular format as it grows. You know, when you get big, big name content creators like the the fantasy footballers and Matthew Barry, when they start talking dynasty, it really intrigues a lot of what would be seasonal players in this. But those of us that have been playing since 2017, G, we remember the likes of David and Joku, Evan yep. Ingram, yep. OJ Howard, and those were all first round guys in tight end. I was sold on Evan Ingram. I thought he was one of the best pass catches, full stop, coming out. And, 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 Really, he's kind of at like the ripe old age of like twenty seven on his yeah. second team in Jacksonville with with Trevor Lawrence and and Doug Peterson. He's finally kind of you know catching his lick a little bit. But there were also yeah. guys like Gerald Everett in that class. That was a really good class. So I'm not trying to go crazy, but the big three for me at the tight end position are Musgrave, Laporta, and then Michael Mayer. What are your thoughts on those guys? You, like I said, you're you're a pass catcher. You're a pass catcher lover at heart. Yeah, well, my my three, my top three, which I've written down, which I did last night, mate. I I, I really, I really like Dalton Kincaid from a pass catching point of view. Like he catches. Oh, I any, forgot about Kincaid. Where's my manners? Anything, anything within his huge wingspan, he brings down. And I, I mean, he climbs a ladder. 
he does every he's a he's a oversized wide receiver basically is is what he is he gets down the field quickly he's athletic as hell um his body adjustment for a guy his size is incredible um you, you think you're watching a smaller receiver and then you look at how big this guy is mate he's physical he's got everything you want um and then my next guy after that is Michael Mayer like Mayer 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 how are you, you know Michael Mayer I, I, I'm trying Mayer? to think like it's 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 Mayer like John Mayer the musician Okay. As opposed as opposed to Michael Meyer, the serial killer <laughs> portrayed in the movie Halloween. So think yeah. John Mayer, Michael Mayer. It's like yeah. Michael Meyer and, and John Mayer had a kid. It's Michael Mayer. That's the best, yeah. like that's the how I function with it. Mate, and, and this is another this this dude is different from Kincaid. Like he's still he's still athletic, but man, he plays like he's seriously pissed off all the time. Like he he lays hits and he just looks back at the guy he hits though, mate. You just 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 stay there. Just it's better for you because you're gonna have to do this again and again and again today. Maybe you can rotate the linebackers out and give yourself a break, but I'm gonna run over you all the time, all day. I reckon he's great. He's got a second gear. So he was my third. And at the moment, um I I have Musgrave go who went to the Packers. I, I just yeah, I, I had it. I, so gum. No, I saw. So there's a little lag in the in the stream. Say, I I have I have it. Um, Kincaid. Yep. I have it. Musgrave. I like him that much. Yeah, Meyer. Like yep. Meyer. Then Laporta. Okay. But, I, yep. I, I, but if I get any of the four, I'm giddy. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled. In in a tight end premium, you know which most of my leagues are. I love those four guys. Now, what do you think about Michael? So this hit me on the way home. Uh, I was driving home from work, and this was another thought on top of the conversation G and I have already had, was that, do you remember the last big, you know, good blocking tight end that Josh McDaniel had earlier in his career? No. You don't remember a guy named Rob Gronkowski? Oh, he 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 spent a decade ish with McDaniel with with McDaniel in that offense, and we've seen Darren Waller really thrive in that offense. Now that doesn't mean that he won't get sucked into block a little bit more. But I've heard tell you a little thing about about uh, Waller. Yes, please. When he came out and we had Matt Waldman on, I said he should be a tight end. He's not a receiver. If he moved to tight end, he'd be a hell of a lot better. I just 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 pump up my own ties just a little bit on on that. Well, I mean, of, of course you nailed it because you are you. You but, but 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 what do you think about Michael Mayer in that offense in Las Vegas? You know, th- that's a pretty interesting team. You know, they brought in Jacoby Myers. They have yep. they have Devontae Adams, they have uh Hunter Renfro. They they bring in Myers, Josh Jacobs, not a bad pass catcher. I think that's going to be an interesting offense. And like, if you're struggling for like a QB two or three in superflex, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he could be a play. But let's keep it on the tight ends. What are your thoughts on on Mayer? And then maybe uh, anything you got on Laporta, mate. Um, I think like he's my number two, but I think the situation he landed in puts him puts him ahead. Of uh, Kincaid, um, I, I just think he is—he's the type of guy that is just going to get peppered with with targets, and he—he's—he's—he's going to earn, and he's going to give you every ball that he gets. He—he uh, he could be—he'd probably end up, I'd say, with the situation if everything works out, he could be the number one tight end, rookie tight end as far as fantasy goes at the end of the season. Just what he has to offer, where he's landed. Kincaid obviously lands at the Bills. They're going to probably run more two tight end sets now, where even Josh Allen said he wants to get away. He wants to be more of a quarterback instead of using, you know, his size and his running ability. Because he's, he's probably looked at someone like Cam Newton and we all thought he was invincible and really – for Cam Newton's age, he probably should still be in the league if he was more of a QB. And I think maybe Josh has looked at that and go, well, I want my career to last a little bit longer. I'd like to make a little bit more money if I can. 
Uh, uh, and I, I, Laporta? I, yeah, well, go I, ahead. Laporta. Give, give me some Laporta. Mate, what have I written down here, mate? Physical after the catch. He's not the most explosive guy off the line. But then again, I did watch Kincaid first and then Porter second. So there was a little bit come down with that. Um, he probably hasn't got the wiggle that Kincaid has, obviously. Made strong hands. He gets down, you know, runs down the middle of the field. Just um, he had to, he slows down a little bit on his routes. He's, he's a linear runner, which most tight ends are. Um Mate, he's he's great in space. He's great at, at, at he's a great salesman, is what I wrote down. The way that he, he can sell where he wants to go compared to what he's telling everybody else he's gonna do for his size. Um look, he's got good open open field speed. Mate, I wrote down here, he is the ultimate chain mover. I I I, I like chain movers. L- let me uh let me ask you about. I, I I lost my train of thought there. You you, you got me going, and 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 that. See, this is why you got to listen live. I, I I very rarely get 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 stumped on this, but I'm just going to move into the the regular questions I sent you. Oh, so we'll, we'll, we'll we'll move away from the tight ends. It's been good yeah, tight end talk. Right. Tight end talk. So this we got to know. Setting me up. You're setting me up because no, no, we have no. Like, we have a history in the Rock Evolution League. Where you take guys, knowing what I'm going to grab next. Well, th- that's the, the that is both the curse and the blessing of doing content. So, so I'm I'm just going to put this right out. Okay. Who is your most undervalued rookie right now? Now that you've seen the landing spots, the, the the guys that you were like, hey, I was on him before. I'm on him now. But he's not getting love out there in the fantasy or actual NFL, in the actual no, NFL. Undervalued. I, I really write, like Roshan Johnson at the Bears. Um, I, I think everybody looks at, at who's ahead of him. Um, he was he was uh, you know the backup to to Bajan, Bajan, um, in Texas. But man, this dude can this dude can run, and he'll run over you. Uh, he's got. He's not dynamic with his movements, but he's got enough wiggle in the open space. Uh, I, I think he's going to go undervalued just because at the moment he's a he's the third guy on on that roster. Um, and I I've looked at a few drafts that have been going on, and some of them might have have gone through. You now he's going late in the second round, if not early third, in some that I've seen that people have been posting. I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take that every day of the week, and we know the running back position how quickly can open up your opportunities. So uh, he, he'd probably be my most undervalued, the guy that you're not hearing so much about over, you know, the A chains and these speed guys who, are, you know, speed's one thing, but it's not everything. You know, I, I I like the point that that you made there that he is third on the the depth chart as of today but look at the guys i, I like khalil herbert i said back in january oh, if, you, if, if, if you search at dwz memphis and then khalil herbert like all in your twitter search bar you'll see a tweet that i sent out back in january i like khalil herbert but this is not the the, the best backfield in the world i mean he's not trying to overcome kareem hunt and nick chubb yeah that, that's no. not what he that's not what he's trying to do in Chicago, and Chicago was the number one rushing offense in the NFL. Now, a large part of that has to do with Justin Fields, but that's a good opportunity. And I would not be surprised with you know he's a guy that I comped to Arian Foster when Jerry and I were doing comps on one of our first shows for for player profiler. I think he's a guy that is he's not a great athlete, but he's not a bad athlete. And, and he's a guy that I like. I actually traded up in a rookie draft today to take him 204. You okay. know, I need I need I needed a running back infusion. Yeah, uh, I took him over like Tajay Spears and, and guys like that. I I love the landing spot. Great land I, I do think he's undervalued just because who he ran behind at Texas. You, you sort of get lost. You're the number two guy. Well, why are we the number two guy? Well, just Jesus, look! Look who's the number one. Like who else is you're going to be the number two, no matter who you are in this draft. 
you, you, you know, you can be Jamal Gibbs. You're still going to be the number two guy behind Bajan Robinson. It's just, you just, just the guy you happen to have in front of you. Well, that's the, with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders largely has had a pretty decent fantasy career. He's been an RB1 a couple of times, been, in, you know, been been a useful guy for the last three years. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, why can't that be? Why can't that be Roshan Johnson, a guy who comes in, has some very serviceable years yep. and, and really helps our dynasty rosters. But if it, now remember, this is not just for G, this is for the entire continent of Australia, no pressure. Um, who's the most overrated guy? Who's getting too much love because he landed in a really great spot? Well, I, I listened when you had uh, when you had Johnny Sheps on, uh, and I actually texted him after the show. Just I agreed with with his take, and Quinton Johnson to me was overrated before, and now he's landed like if you put perfect landing spots for someone, he landed in the perfect landing spot. And I still the problem is is I don't rate him highly. Like he's a good receiver, but I think he's got flaws that get shown up once he starts playing the pros. But he landed in a perfect spot, and people are going to see that. They're going to see what he what he can do athletically, um, and they're, they're going to bump him up draft boards. He's going to, he's definitely going to be, geez, he could be the second wide out. I don't think anybody's going to go over um, JSN. Um, he- I will because I like somebody else. Sure. But now, thanks to again, thanks to our buddy Neil. He's the admin who uh, helps me keep all the patron leagues squared up over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. It was awful sweet of Neil to start all of these. Uh, I think he started like eight of the patron rookie drafts all at once. Like, I, and I'm in all of them or like just about you're, you're all. Up the you're up. No, well, I'm not. I so actually, I, I've been telling them, like, guys, I'm going to check every hour. I'm going to go on the sleeper. I'm going to go through all of these different drafts, see if I'm on the clock. I'm like, I still have to do my day job. I still have to, I still have to be a dad. I still have to take care of other stuff. So I'm checking every hour. So when I actually make it to Australia, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Neil a big hug because uh, I, I, <laughs> I'll I, give I, him a I, 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 I love him. But uh, from what I've seen in all these drafts, because they're all at various spots throughout okay. the, the first and second round, Quentin Johnston, from what I can see, has been primarily the, the wide receiver three. From what I okay. saw, yes, what I saw pre-NFL draft mocks, yep. you were seeing a lot of Zay Flowers had snuck up into that that wide receiver three territory, but that Baltimore landing spot has given people some pause. And cool. Yeah, because – it's it's that immediate gratification, you know. P- people just think that because of Justin Herbert, that's a pass first offense, and I I I hate to agree with the the general public, but this is a Kellen Moore offense. They are going to feature a third pass catcher, whether it's the yeah, tight end, with whether it's Quentin Johnston. There's going to be targets, and I think there's going to be a lot more targets to go around than Zay Flowers. But I can tell you, predominantly, he's been going in that 108 to 109 range. And he's been okay. the third. He's been the third wide receiver off of yeah. the board behind uh, JSN and Jordan Addison. I think okay. Jordan. I think Jordan Addison, that Minnesota landing spot again, yeah. another yeah. another high volume passing offense where he's going to be clearly the number two point five. I think he's yeah. going to interfere with what Hawkinson has been living on the last eight games of last year. But yeah, he's he's going three. Can I can I give you a guy that I really loved? I'm not can like I, 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 uh, sure. Before we move off, Quinton John, Quinton John, Quinton Johnson, Mike Williams. Who would you prefer to have in a dynasty startup? I'd rather have Quinton Johnston, just based off the fact that Mike Williams is always hurt. I mean, going oh, back to yeah. college where he broke his neck. Who, who's his, a better receiver? Who's a better receiver? That's a better question. If I had who's to go talent, j- j- just like skill for skill, it's Mike yeah. Williams. But you know, we're going into like what year six? He's handsomely paid. This is this is what I'm saying though. You got the same guy, and I think Mike Williams is a better ball catcher than Quinton Johnson. I, I think he's going to be a guy who's he he doesn't. I mean, I, I saw him play some slot in college, but. You know, his metric profile, everything coming out of TCU just was not next level, especially it's, for a it's guy. More, 
it's more the fact when you when you drop if you throw the ball anywhere here, fantastic. If you make him have to go and use his arms, stretch his arms out, he will do it. If you throw it in here, he's not going to do that. He's going to let the ball come to his body. And I, I, I the biggest problem I found with him is he's he's. You know, when you play basketball, really good basketball players that become football players, they're very aware of the of who's around them, where they are. Is he on my right side? Is he on my left side? You know, how close is to – he has no idea of where the corner is in comparison to where he is and where to catch the football. So he will let it come to his body more times than not if you throw it at his numbers. If he doesn't have to catch it away from his frame – He's going to let it come to his body. And that shit ain't happening in, in the NFL, mate. That ball's not getting there. It might have worked for you against the Clarks or whatever you say, the salesmen you know, of the world from you know, the college corners. Mate, they're yeah, not happening I'm, in the pros. I, I'm telling you, I don't know who the quarterback at Oklahoma was last year, but that person couldn't have been worse than, than Max Dugan, who got TCU to the national championship game. And the guy I was getting ready to ask you about, Marvin Mims, had a better, a better season than Quentin Johnston. Yeah, he had just a few more yards, same amount of touchdowns, and I, I in my opinion, lesser quarterback play. Yes, you know, and, and and again, that that that's my opinion. But Marvin Mims is a guy who I thought got a really good landing spot. That that he is not getting enough buzz. Because whether you oh you're like well, but Memphis, what about Jerry Judy and and Cortland Sutton? A Injury issues. B, yes. both of them are very – one of them is likely to be traded, and, and messaging matters. Now, does it guarantee something? No, it didn't guarantee anything when Clyde edwards Elaire went in the first round to Kansas City. But this is what I do know. This is the first draft pick, not the first offensive skill position player, not the first you know wide receiver, the first player chosen – by the Sean Payton administration. Yes. Sean and he Payton. Moved up. Sean, thank you. And Sean Payton looked around and said, Now there's a guy who I need to get in this offense. Yep. That has to give you pause. And for me, yeah, they picked up Jerry Judy's fifth year option. That still doesn't mean that they couldn't trade Cortland Sutton. You know, they're getting Tim Patrick back. You know, everything means something. Jay, you know, we were talking about work and, and tying this back to work. You know, when you leave one company or maybe your boss leaves the company that you're working at currently and they go to a different company, bosses and people in leadership tend to reach back out to people they trust and bring them into their yeah. new job, right? Because they help make you successful before you, you want them around you now, right? That's why I like Mike Gusecki being in New England with Bill O'Brien because they have a relationship going back to college. John o. Smith being bring brought into Atlanta. Jonu Smith being brought into Atlanta. He worked with yep. Arthur Smith. Yep. Adam Troutman being brought into to Denver to work yep. with Sean Payton. Now, I want to keep this about Marvin Mims. I love yes. Marvin Mims. Uh, Steve Smith, former wide receiver and wide receiver aficionado. Steve Smith has you know said a ton of good things about him. The guy had like 2,630 yards in a high school season. Not his high school career season. So what do you think about Mims? You're my wide receiver guy. What are your thoughts on Denzel Mims? I'm a big Mims guy. Love him. Mate, I I do when I do uh my evaluations, I write it in my pad because I used to have you know thousands of pieces of paper. And I've you know, it only took me six years to realize maybe if I put it in the pad and keep them all together. And I write a little bit at the top, just about each player, just just a, a quick three four word summary and i just wrote down here is this another mims i'm falling for because i fell for denzel and i might it must be a mim thing with me but my i'm i'm big raps for him he's, mate, he's a strong hand catcher he's probably the best at plucking the ball out of the air in this club at speed like he do a crossing route and they'll doesn't matter who's going to be throwing you can have um, Josh Allen hurling that ball from 15 yards away and he's going to just pluck it out of the air and keep moving without without losing a step. He's not he's not the sharpest of route runners. That's not his gig. He's a speed guy. 
He's I, I just I saw him more of I wrote down like he's a floating wide receiver. He just weaves his way through. He's very good at reading the defensive movements, um, where they're going, where he's watching their hips. Uh, great turn of foot. Um, he's an excellent read of the flight uh, of the ball in the air. Very good catcher when he has to go up and get it, squares his shoulders back up to the ball, which a lot of these guys don't. They sort of try and catch it on an angle. He'll square he'll square his shoulders up. Matt, and just nice, soft, natural hands. And I love a good, soft, natural hand catcher. They're, for a position that relies so heavily on catching the football, obviously, because that's your gig, mate, a lot of the guys are, are jug guys, I find. And to me, if it, that's great. You get you always got to work at your craft. But if you can, if you look like you're born as a natural hand catcher, I, I, I love those guys you receive, and especially with all the other traits that he has. Big rap. Well, rap. L- let me tell you a, a newfound respect I have for wide receivers. Um, in case you you've never seen me, I'm a very stocky, blocky. Um, <laughs> Powerfully built. I, 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 I am fleet of foot, but I'm not fast. I'm quick. I'm not fast. I was, I, was, I, I was a good wrestler. I was a good baseball player. Football, not so much. So my son plays baseball. I think most of the listeners know that. And one of the strengthening things they have him do to build up arm strength is throw a football, but with the mechanics that you would throw a baseball. Because basically, okay. it's, it's a heavier ball, right? It builds up, it, you know, like – it's it's amazing to me that Josh Allen and you know Anthony Richardson and Will Levis these guys throw a football sixty miles an hour. You have no idea how hard it is to throw a a baseball a five ounce baseball to throw it sixty miles an hour, much less seventy eighty. But to throw a football that freaking hard. So again, yeah. back to my son, we throw a football a lot as like a way to warm up on days that we're, that we're going to do our throwing stuff, right? And my son, he's he's not Roger Clemens or a, you know a, a big fastballer, but he's got a pretty good arm on him, and he chucks this football. It's not sixty miles an hour, I can assure you. And yeah. when you're trying to hand catch that thing, when you're trying to hand catch a football from someone who can throw even moderately hard, like my son can throw a football, I can only imagine. I can only imagine what it's like catching a football from Josh Allen. Yeah. Or Patrick Mahomes or Justin yeah. Herbert. Now, now add in that it's cold and add in that it's rainy and, and, and that your hands hurt. I can only imagine what that feels like. And for and to see a guy like a Denzel Mims, who's a tremendous, you know, hands catcher of the ball, I have that much more respect for them th- than I did say six months ago. Yep. That's yep. Well, see, I've always said that we're brought up here, our sport, football. But if you can't catch, if you can't catch it, you, you're not playing football. Full stop. There's no other. There's no other position for you to play because we all have to do the same. The same gig. So for us, it becomes more natural. That's why I think I I, I lean towards the wide receivers because there's a lot more in common with our game. It, maybe if I followed rugby, I'd be more into the running backs, possibly or linebackers, those sort of guys. But no, uh, you've you got to have good hands, mate. You have, do, and the more so, natural, the better. I have learned no matter the sport, the softer the hands, the better the player. Yeah. If you're fielding a ground ball in baseball, you have to have soft hands. If yeah. you're shooting a basketball, you have to have soft hands. If yeah. you're catching a football, you have to have soft hands. You cannot be old brick hands out no. there tr- trying to body catch stuff. But I have a two-parter for you. Yes. G- g- give me a couple of guys that you're going to be targeting. Now, I got my pen right here because, you know, we have our draft. <laughs> I get, that's a, that. So those watching on YouTube, that's an ink pen. G and I got a draft coming up. I think it's a week or two weeks from Friday. So I'm going to be taking copious notes here so I know how to snipe <laughs> my man here. But he's going to do it for you. He's going to give you some of his, uh, his, his best takes here. Um, who are some of the guys that you're targeting on the offensive side of the ball? You can keep all of your IDP secrets because this is not an IDP show. So, so who are some guys that you're targeting? But then who's your ride or die? Who's the one guy that you will not be you will not be leaving a draft without, even if you got to trade up half a round? So who are some guys that you're are on your radar and who is the guy you can't live without? Okay. Um 
the guy that I can't live without. Look, if if I can if I can get Trey Flowers, mate, Trey Flowers is my number one wide receiver in this class. And going, I'm not concerned with him at all. Ending up in Baltimore, but you you got a quarterback now that's just got paid. He's happy, so you got to you're going to get a young wide receiver with a quarterback that you know is going to be there for the next five years, and you can work together. Give me give me that every day of the week over a guy with a bit more talent, if you think so, um, that's in a position where God knows what the quarterback's going to be in 12 months' time or two years' time. We know what you're getting. So, um, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to walk away too much with Trey Flowers in, in my drafts. Zay, Zay Flowers. You're, com- you're, you're, oh, combining, sorry, yeah, Flowers. you're combining Trey Palmer and Zay Flowers, kind yeah, of like yeah, what sorry, I did yeah. earlier. Flowers, sorry. Um, I'm not going to get away with him too often, So, but he'd be one guy. Uh, in tight end premium league, as we spoke about, I, I really like Kincaid, but if I could walk away with um, Michael Mayer, my, I, I'd be wrapped because we are what we already spoke about, landing spot from the way that he plays the game, this guy is going to be successful. Um, you know, the, the, well, well, I'll, I'll give you a minute to, to collect it because I want to say one more thing about Michael Mayer. Yep. See, we're get we're getting that right now. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't ever want to say Gronk is the ceiling for a guy because that's a hell of a fucking ceiling to try yeah, to get. But but, but 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 I, I will say somewhere, I'd say somewhere between Gronk, uh, Kyle Rudolph, you know, Dalton Schultz, you know, guys. Oh, that, got guys. Oh, that, I, he's a better blocker than Schultz, but he's the guy that I think's got. Tight end four or five I'm not in a given about season. Blocking, to be I, I, I don't think we score points for blocking, do we? Yeah, but blocking gets you on the field, and when I blocking so and when too, blocking yeah. gets you on the field, you know that's what got George Kittle on the field as a young man. So it helps. I do want to say one thing. I wanted to mention this earlier when you mentioned Kincaid. I was listening to the GM Shuffle. That's one of my favorite non dynasty, but yet still football related podcasts. And, and he was talking about Dalton Kincaid. He said, you know, there was talk, and, and what, whether you like Michael Lombardi or not, that does not matter. Just know that he's extremely connected and as a former NFL GM himself. He said that in circles that, that people he talked to, they said that Dalton Kincaid might be the best pass catcher, period, in this draft. Not the best pass catching tight end, but you could pool all of the wide receivers and all of the tight ends, and Dalton Kincaid might have been the best pass catcher of all of them. Now that's high praise. Jackson Smith and Jigba is in this class. I get it. But that's how highly thought of Dalton Kincaid is. So I, I, I think you're on the right trail. So so you like Mayer, you like Flowers, you like yep. Kincaid. No, no, so those are some good ones. Do you have any more? But who is your guy? Who can I 100% break your heart with by sniping? Well, Zay Flowers would be the guy if you, if you took him. Um you are safe. Now, this, this this class, like if 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 you if it fell and and Mims was there and you took Mims in front of me, I'd be really pissed. Um, especially probably where you're going to get him. He's gonna he's gonna probably fall. I don't know from yours, but what early early Dude, second. He, I'm I'm in a league right now. The two oh eight is on the clock. Marvin Mims is still there. Oh, I, am, I, I, I am I am I am dude. I am I'm hammering tra- I'm hammering trade offers as we speak. I'm trying to get the two because because Mims and and Musgrave are both there. Yeah, this is a this is a 1.75 tight end premium league, okay. and I am trying to get up to the because the guy at the 208, he and I are kind of like you know we're friends. He's a he's a great guy, but we kind of have like that like that rivalry thing going on. Yep. So I doubt he's going to make a move for me. So I, I am sending him some offers because I I don't ever not send offers, but I'm sending him some offers and I'm sending the guys at 209 some offers as well. Cause I figure if yep. I get either one of these guys to say yes to a similar offer, I'm going to be ecstatic in this league where I was the defending champion, able to walk away with, with a, 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 just three guys in this class that I absolutely love in this particular draft. I'll walk away with Levis. I'll walk away with Roshan and, and hopefully one of these two guys, but I didn't mean to sidetrack you. No, no, that, that's fine. Mate. And um, the, the fact that he, he I, I didn't think he'd fall that far to be honest. 
in in drafts, but oh, I just, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, they're, they're I'm going along. So they're blind. They're blinded by Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. They can't well, get past I, that. That's exactly what I was just going to say to you. That's why they're not. They look at the. They oh, he's not getting it over these two guys. Um, and people have have gone off um, Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Um, probably haven't kept up with the fact that um, they moved up to get him in Denver. They haven't read that, or but yeah, that's great to know. Um, I'm more interested, honestly, mate. Like we all have taxi squads. Well, most of us have taxi squads. I hope you, you, if you've got a league, you have taxi squads. So this, mate, I, I really like trying to find sort of guys later, guys that were probably taken. Who have I got a few guys here? Probably the earliest guy was taken in the fourth, but I've got um, um, Dontavian Wicks who went to the Packers. These are guys that I'll look, you know, in maybe round four, maybe uh, of your, if you have five or six rounds, I don't know what people's um, rookie drafts are like. Someone like someone like him, Grant uh, Debosi, who the Packers also took. Um, these are guys that I've, I've marked in that I'd like to get and put them on my taxi squad and see, see what happens. And there's even a couple of... Um, uh, undrafted free agents that I liked that obviously didn't get picked up. And one of them is just a little guy by uh, Keelan Harris. He, he's The Falcons went and picked him up. He's out at Oklahoma Baptist, so just a small school, obviously a, a really religious kid, hence why he, he played where he did and stayed there. Um, just these guys, you know, like – Everybody has, or you might be able to get him off waivers after the end of your um, of your draft. These are the type of guy, Charlie Jones, who's went to the Bengals. Mate, I, I, I love Charlie perfect Jones. Slot perfect slot guy for the Bengals. They need that position. He is a taxi squad stash deluxe because yeah. after this season, they're not going to be able to keep Chase, Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, who's probably the odd man out. Tyler Boyd. Who can yep. operate really niftily? Is that's not even a word? Who can who can have a nifty game that that we could really like? Is uh, is Charlie Jones? I have a guy that I really like. Now he went in the third round. He was like the ninety fourth overall pick in the draft, and that's Michael Wilson, Michael Wilson. Yep. wide receiver out of out of Stanford. I like guys that do the opposite of what everybody else does. They got a bunch of small dudes. They got Marquise Brown. They got Rondale Moore. They've got um, Greg Dortch, he's a guy who's big. And, you know, if you watch Kyler, he's not like a lot of mobile quarterbacks where he peppers the ball over the middle of the field because he's shorter. <laughs> but he, so, so if, and, and if they end up, cause you keep going, they keep going back and forth about, are we keeping Deandre? Are we not keeping Deandre? They kind of go back and forth, but w what a great mentor for a guy like, you know, Michael Wilson to learn from. Super smart kid. They don't let dum-dums into Stanford. Great draft capital. I'm glad he got day three. I'm not ready to declare him my my Cooper Cup or Terry McLaren, that, that senior bowl standout that really I fell in love with that went in the third round. But I got to tell you, man, he's close. What, what are some of your thoughts on Michael Wilson? Because you've always been a You've always had a keen eye as it relates to the wide receiver position. Oh, mate, I've yeah, I've always liked the guys that are six foot two, six foot two plus. I've seemed to have an affinity with those, and I've tried to curb that lately. And then I go for Zay Flowers; he's like five ten, but that's cool. Um, he didn't run that great at the combine, did he? He's not the quickest dude for what a four five eight forty at the combine. Uh, I'll, I'll pull that up for you. Uh, um. Struggled to stay healthy in college, mate. 14 games in three seasons is not – what do they say? If you can't stay healthy in college, you're not going to do it in the pros? You know, I said that about Drake London, and I was proven wrong. Drake London never played more than eight games in a college season, and that son of a bitch come out in in Atlanta this year and played every darn game <laughs> that they played. Um, from an athletic standpoint, per player – They didn't throw the ball to him too much, though, mate. Maybe that's well, why they throw it around. TJ Hushmanzada said the guy's a dog. If, if who says you're a dog, you're probably yeah. a dog. He, no, mate, he, I, look, I've written down here, um, great high pointer, uh, yes. strong hands, mate, yes. great hesitation on his route, sells a route beautifully, physical receiver, 
everything within catchable distance, he will haul in everything. You won't see him drop anything that he can reach. Um, there wasn't a lot of footage on him, unfortunately, when, when I watched him. Uh, I did have a probably at the combine, his tracking of the football was a little bit off. Um, he's uh, he was switching shoulders a little bit too much for my liking, you know, looking over each shoulder and just lost the football. Uh, but outside of that, mate, you, you put it up and let's face it, as you said, Kyler Murray's not throwing like a normal quarterback. So he just has to get within range of this guy and he's going to haul it in. Well, that's what you need, right? Because when you throw yep. on the run, you're not as accurate as when you no. throw flat-footed. Yep. So you need a guy with a, with a good catch radius. I have his athletic measurables for you. He did run a 4.58 um, at the combine. He His burst score, which is a combination of vertical and broad jump, he's yep. a 76th percentile athlete, good agility score, 80th percentile athlete, and then catch radius is you know 10, 10 feet, and I guess 10 feet and an inch, I suppose. And that's 73rd percent. Okay. So, so yeah. you know, out of the class, player profiler has him as the 12th most athletic wide receiver out of 72. And, you know, so that, that's not bad. You know, he's in that top six from an athletic standpoint. You're right. He does need to stay healthy. But this is a dude, man. I'm telling you, if he stays healthy, he could be he could be a sneaky grab, like in the the late third, early fourth of, of of rookie drafts, especially Superflex. And let's face it, what's his competition? Because no one expects Hopkins to be there. I mean, even if he is, great. Let this guy learn from from DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins didn't set the world on fire from an no. athletic standpoint. No, not all at right. All. One one more guy, G. One more guy. Give me a guy who's going to break out and help us in 2023. Now, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not putting you on the spot. I don't want you to give me like James Robinson. It's cool if you do. Because James <laughs> Robinson as a rookie broke out and was like at like the RB5 or 6 as a rookie. Yeah. You know, with, with just amazing. So I'm not asking you to, to, to hit that level of a home run, but but give us a guy that maybe we can get a little bit of use out of early in their their rookie campaign. Look, there's guys like like I'm a big Cedric Tillman fan. I don't like where he landed, unfortunately, at the Browns. Could have ended up in a better spot with less good talent around him. Um, but, look, I, I, I put Jonathan Mingo down just because of the quarterback he got. And, mate, look who's around him. He could He could be the best receiver on that team as a rookie. Um, he, in the, like I said, I, I put a little, the little three or four word bit at the end after watching this guy, and next to his name, I wrote NFL ready. He's ready to go. Built for the NFL is actually what I wrote. You know, if, if again, I'm, I'm, I've, I've always used it, so don't say, well, now Memphis is with player profiler. He mentions it all the damn That's time. Cool. No, I've been mentioning it for the last six years on this podcast. I use player profiler. But but if you go there and look at his athletic measurables and compare them to Michael Pittman, they're pretty similar guys. And do you remember who drafted and used Michael Pittman at a at a, at a real good clip in Indianapolis? Oh, what do you know? It was it was Frank Reich. Yep. I'm I'm telling you. And I was a Pittman. I'm a Pittman fan as well. Like I in our league, I think I have Pittman. Possibly, oh, I might have traded him now, but I did. I did but 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 you, but you 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 get the point though. I mean, this yes. is the kind of guy. And 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 you know what? Maybe next year, let's just say hypothetically, Carolina's bad. I don't think that's a huge stretch for, you know, a rookie quarterback. Even though that is a pretty shitty division. But let's say they they, they finish in like the top five next year. Well, then then that would suck. They don't have their own rookie pick, so they couldn't they couldn't draft Marvin Harrison Jr. But this is the kind of roster that is right there in that range where I, I think he's got Michael Pittman, T. Higgins-type vibes to him. Okay. I don't know that he's like a Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. And people will be like, well, Memphis, how can you say T. Higgins? He's a wide receiver one in dynasty rankings. Yeah, the bad ones. His best his best season as a pro is, is like wide receiver 15. I'm not yeah. ready to, to anoint a guy who's the second wide receiver on his own team a uh, a, a wide receiver one who a has never done it and b is a wide receiver two in dynasty 
for me. So that that that's my opinion. It's what it's worth. But but I see Johnny Mingo in that in that range as well. I, I think that's a very good call. Can, can I give you mine? Yeah, look at like with Mingo, he's he's not he's he's the physical he's a physical receiver. Like he's not going to create separation. He needs to work his releases off the line against press coverage. But mate, he's gonna he's going to devastate you in the middle of the field. That's where he's gonna make his that's where he's gonna make his his bread and butter, I think. Routes moving across the middle. That's where he's gonna kill it. I, I I agree. Let me ask you about my guy, and I'll get you out of here. We got the uh, the, the war games guys coming up behind us. Um, let me ask you about about my guy. What do you think about Kendra Miller? I think that guy can contribute right away between a potential Alvin Kamara suspension and a pretty good offense. I mean, I know he's been banged up. We've not seen a ton of measurables, but I think he could be pressed into action pretty early in the in the vein of a of a Damian Pierce or the aforementioned James Robinson. Do I think he finishes as an RB one? No. Do I think there'll be weeks, especially like, you know, Halloween on where, you know, he's starting to see a larger role. Maybe I do. What do you think about my man, Kendra Miller? My, so I put, I put next to him, I put a question mark when I watched him because I didn't know what to make of him. There's so many things I like about him, and there's so many things that I don't like he does as a running back. And I'm trying to work out which one overrides the other one to take him. He's got a great opportunity the first six weeks. Um, he's a li- He runs a little bit upright for me, but there's been plenty of running backs that have proved that that doesn't matter. Um, he, he When he hits the hole, mate, he's... Legs and he just goes everywhere. He, he he just bounces off off tacklers. He lacks real burst. Um, doesn't have that you know, house call speed. But mate, mate, what running backs do? You, you don't want them if they can get you ten or fifteen yards on a good carry. Mate, you're wrapped with that. If that's what you know, if they're only going to give you seven and you get ten, that's great. Um, I actually said he, he's a re- really patient guy. He's very aware of everybody that's around him, which is great, um, especially in, in the he- he- hustle and bustle of, uh, of running between tackles. Um, what else did I say about him? And I've read, mate, he's one of these guys that you watch play and you go, mate, is this dude, is he coated in Teflon? Like he has that just. He's just, slippery. And, and he ran Zach Evans out of town. Sorry? I said he ran Zach Evans out of town in TCU. Yeah. He sent him to Ole Miss. They had one of those old school pro wrestling loser leaves town matches, and you and you saw who left town. Yeah, I, I don't. There's there's few things I when he goes into when he runs puts his le, uh, pad level down to take contact. He drops his head and looks at the ground. I I don't I don't like that. Not from the injury risk. Is it? Mate, you've pretty much once you put your head down, you've given up the fact that I'm just going to get contact and I'm going down. Um, and sometimes he runs through the hole sideways, and I don't, that's a part that I saw a few times. Like when contact, instead of hitting the front on, he'll, he'll turn sideways, and that's sort of it's not giving up, but it's very hard then to to square your shoulders up and and head downhill again. So it's just there's just these great things that I like about him, and there's this handful of stuff that that I don't. And he'll, he'll look, he'll work on that. He'll improve. He gets to the pros and they'll improve you. So. Well, that, for that, a late, that, late round guy for sure. Well, guy. Th- th- there you go. You know, he, he went at the, uh, the draft I've been talking about the, uh, the dynasty podcasters league. He went in the mid second, you know, okay. I think he went two Oh six, two Oh seven. And I think that's a great spot for him. Okay. I, I, I don't know why. I, I think if he'd had combine measurables, you mentioned he didn't have a, a lot of good combine metrics because, you know, he had an MCL. I think it was an MCL repair right after the national championship game. And that's really not, but you know, a lot of guys don't perform at the combine and those guys typically don't get day two NFL draft capital. So, so I'm stoked on him, man, but uh, I'm really appreciative that, that you stopped by in, in all sincerity. I, I know this is the middle of the work day for you. There's a 14 hour time difference between, 
between here in the States and uh, just there outside of Melbourne where, where you reside, but I appreciate you jumping on. That's right. Hey, mate, can I just give you someone I was really pissed off about their landing spot? That, the floor is yours. Mate, Kenny McIntosh. Okay. Out of, out of Georgia. Like, I really liked what I saw out of a guy, you know, like he's not going to be a number one guy, but then he, he went and he went and was the second pick of the Seahawks, the second running back they took after Charbonnet. And I just thought that's just, mate, that's just the end of seeing him for a while, for sure. Unless there's an injury or a couple. Um, I, I, I just, he, okay, he ran behind a really good eye line, but I, I just, he had all, he had all these just, he, he's not an NFL level yet. But he could be a you know a really good serviceable guy. He's not you know someone you you could use in a pinch. He, just he, just a really disappointing landing spot. So, so I will, I'll just say this: um, from an athletic standpoint, he was the thirty second most athletic running back out of forty three, and that's not the end all. <laughs> he he ran a four six two. He is yeah. literally he he literally severely lacks in speed, burst, and agility. And he didn't hit the bench press. So I will just say this. His most recent offensive coordinator is now the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. And the Baltimore Ravens passed on him in the first round, the second round, the yeah. third round, the fourth yeah. round, okay. the fifth round, the sixth. So so here's a guy that you've worked with. We talked about that earlier, we you know, with, with these guys and you know, going to get their guys. And, and and your OC let you pass by seven times. He was just there with you. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not too caught up on, on Kenny McIntosh. I'll tell you a sleeper. Oh, I'm, I'm like. not caught up on him. I'm just, I, I just like to see him, like, see where he landed. You're yeah, rooting for the young around. man. You're rooting for him. I'm just rooting for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, say, say my guy like that's Dwayne McBride and, and Sean Tucker. Those are a couple of those late-round dart throws that, that I like. Sean Tucker, but, is he free agent? Did he has he been picked up by anybody? The Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. Oh, and 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 uh did that, he like that, an ACL? Is that correct? He had I don't remember the exact injury. He just started getting cleared and he's doing like his own Twitter combine. It's the yep. the, the 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 damnedest thing ever. But you know, that uh that that backfield outside of Rashad White in Tampa Bay, it yeah, looks like a it, it, it looks like a men's homeless shelter. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not good. I mean, it's no. Keyshawn Vaughn. Not to say that they couldn't sign a Zeke, but I think that's a team that's um that's uh tanking for Caleb Williams. You know, they passed on Will Levis, not that he's the next coming, but they passed on Will Levis. They're gonna roll with Baker and Kyle Trask. And I think it's gonna be a shit show in Tampa. And again, Sean Tucker, he's an injury away from being an injury away. So He's yeah. on my list. We've got the Dynasty War Games guys coming up right behind us. G-Man, I know you guys aren't doing a whole bunch, but they should be following the Aussie guys NFL on YouTube because that way when you guys go live, which for us here in the States, it's either like it's either like Saturday morning or like Saturday night. It's weird. Like you guys party down there. In the, you're, in the either, you're either drinking when we're on or you're getting over the hangover of drinking the night before. It's one or the other. But it's it's a beautiful thing. But uh, we'll see how we'll see how life opens up your guys' schedule down there in Australia th this season. And if not, you've always got a permanent guest role here on the Dynasty Warzone. You could always come in yeah. and talk football with us. Um, you're, you're not alone out there. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll always have a spot for you, but man, I really appreciate you jumping on. Nah, mate, more than welcome. It's been great. It's good. Uh, now I'm going to get a slither my way back into work and hope the boss didn't notice I was gone. Yeah. You can, you can get back and try to get like that half day in before anybody, uh, catches wise. <laughs> but, uh, that's my, that's my buddy, Greg. Yeah. He's on Twitter, but just follow at Aussie guys NFL. You can check him and his co-host AJ out there. Two of the best in not only the land down under, but just two of the best around. Good people down there. Uh, but listen, we're going to get out of here on behalf of AJ and G, because AJ's not here, but G is. And on behalf of me, remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll be back here Wednesday. Although, if you're listening on Tuesday, you can go back and watch the, the, the podcast on YouTube. Just search Player Profiler. And the show dropped on Sunday. You can catch it there um, and subscribe while you're there. 
Talk to you guys later. Have a great week. Bye, G. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds. Tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak